What's up, guys? It is Friday morning, and this is the None of Your Business podcast. So today, I have the honor and the privilege to talk with Jordan Harry. You might know Jordan from the famous TEDx talk, How to Read a Book a Day. Jordan, he is the CEO of Study Fast and lives in the UK. You know, this was an amazing interview. Jordan talks about business, personal struggles, diversity, um, living in a small environment. You know, Jordan talks so well, I totally forgot for a couple moments that I was actually interviewing him. I honestly thought I was watching a TED Talk or another speech that he's done. Um... (laughs) I'm not sure if he realized that or not. Uh, I was just so focused and paying attention to him. But he just speaks so well. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit embarrassed, but just I really hope you guys enjoy this one. Um, Jordan, thank you again for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh, and at the end of this episode, he has a special offer for you guys. So check it out, share it, and tag him on Instagram. Share the love. Thanks, guys. All right. So, who are you? What do you do? Hey there, everyone. My name's John Harry. And to put it simply, I teach people how to read faster and remember more. I transform people to become speed readers and memory experts. And we do this through workshops and online courses. Um, so, the principle is I stand up, I talk, I act like I know what I'm on about. And um, people see massive results. So, thank you for having me on today, Robert. Yeah, thank you. I, you know, I definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your day um, to sit down and do a phone call with us. So, you know, uh, your online business, like, how did you get into that? I'd be happy to uh, cover with everyone. So um, if you couldn't tell by my accent, I'm from the UK. Yeah. And my online business came from this idea that I wanted to make passive income. You know, it's this kind of myth. I'll, I'll be honest, it's a myth. <laughs> it's more automated income because it still okay. takes mental energy. Um, I thought, how good would it be to generate money whilst you sleep? And I would recommend to anyone listening, starting an online business is the best way to start and still maintain your studies, your full-time job, and your other commitments. Because having an online business really does allow you to work from anywhere in the world as long as you have internet connection. Yeah. Um, So the way I started was I started teaching speed reading workshops at my university. Great thing about that, of course, was I'd like to think I'm a good speaker. However, I can only teach so many people in a given day. Yeah. And, you know, how do you scale that? How do I scale me? So we looked at online courses. And if you are familiar with Udemy, I don't know if you are, Robert. No, I'm not. Udemy is probably the biggest online learning platform, much popular in the States, not so much in the UK. Um, Okay. Other things like Coursera, edX, um, Skillshare, just to name a few. And on these websites, you can learn coding, um, how to write a book, how to learn language, so on and so forth. Okay. So I was looking at Udemy and all these other platforms, and you can become an instructor. I have no affiliation with Udemy, apart from I'm a successful instructor on there. Okay. And what I would do, I'd encourage everyone to check out Udemy. And what you can do, if you have a skill, if you have an area of interest and you're good at what you do, you can create a course simply by recording your computer screen, whether that's 
the PowerPoint presentation, whether that's filming yourself, and you can put it onto Udemy. They have millions, I think over 10 million users, and I'm sure that number's increased. Wow. Yeah. Um, So, you know, if you get a course up on there and you manage to find your niche, you'll blow up. And that was the key word. I had to find a niche. You know, there's not many people doing what I do. And we were talking about vulnerability just before the call. And there's not many people that look like me, sound like me, that do what I do. You know, and at the beginning, I thought that would hold me back. You know, I'm, I'm not of age. I'm not white. I don't have a PhD. Um, I don't have 20 years experience. I don't have a great beard yet. It's coming. If you're watching, I'm trying to show off my beard. <laughs> but I know you know, the struggle. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad we're both about to enter the hashtag beard gang. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just on the edges. But yeah. you know, everything that I thought would work against me actually works completely for me. And I think this is what everyone has to um, kind of remember when you're starting out, whether it's online, offline, is what makes you vulnerable, what makes you different. If you come in at the correct angle, it can actually make you successful. Okay. Not so. so much. Oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm simply uh, going to say because you're not like everyone else, there'll be so many other people that can connect with you. Um, but go on. You were saying, Robert. So, when, you know, like, did you have other um, ideas for an online business or were you just like, speed reading is it? That's going to be my niche. Like how, and especially with, you know, not being white, not having a PhD, being young. Yeah. Um, you know, what, did you like partner up with anyone? You know, when I started, I was 18, you know, first year okay. of uni. And it's, of course, entrepreneurs we've all had who are 12, 15, 16 and made millions. Um, you know, I was relatively young being 18 year old, especially trying to teach people what I was teaching. You know, with the idea to teach teachers and corporate professionals, and, you know, high achieving students, why are they going to listen to me? And it wasn't my first business idea. You know, um, it actually started, we had no Wi-Fi in the house before we got to uni. So I sat there, we had a bookshop down the road. Um, I wasn't much of a reader. And I was listening to uh, like Ty Lopez on YouTube. I'm okay. sure you've heard of Ty. He's big over the UK yeah. now. Yeah, totally. You know who Ty Lopez is, check him out after the podcast. <laughs> and um, Ty was talking about why you should read a book a day. And I remember two things that went from my brain. One was, cool, let's get some books. Number two, I said to myself, <laughs> and I'd never given a public talk at this point, I'm going to give a TED talk about how to read a book a day. You know? Really? You that said was, that? Yes. That's cool. Um, but that was like my long, you know, I saw that when I was like 50. <laughs> so I chucked that to the back of my mind. Okay. Okay. So I went and bought loads of books and, you know, I knew nothing about business, studied sports. And so all my business acumen came from reading books. And of course, I'm a big book advocate, so I'm going to preach about how good they were. And what I learned from one book, very simple principle, was it's called the E-Myth. don't know if you're familiar with the E-Myth. Well, no, fantastic book. It talks yeah. about finding your why in that sense, you know, finding out why you do what you do. Okay, I, I like that. So here's some real practical advice for everyone. You know, when you're starting out, um, E-Myth stands for Entrepreneurial Myth. Draw two columns. One column is the things you enjoy. So that could be working out, socializing, um, art, uh, R&B, so on and so forth. And then on the right-hand column, 
you put um, all the things you're good at. So you're good at communicating, you're good at working in a team, you're good at design, PowerPoint, blah, 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 blah. And what you begin to do is you draw lines with those that connect. Okay, so I like art and I'm good with technology. Okay, I'm sure there's something that connects there. So somewhere in the middle is the sweet spot. Somewhere in the middle is where you can create a business idea. So, you know, we had things, business ideas, like I love fitness mm-hmm. and I was good at logistics. So I thought protein shake bottles, you know. Okay. Thought, I'm going to create the new, brand new model protein shake bottles, outdated. <laughs> Problem with that, I had like 200 protein shake bottles stocked up because you can't buy one. <laughs> um, and then this led on to the next thing, which I'd say if you're starting out, was I was selling something that people wanted, but they didn't need it. I'll say that again. I was selling something people wanted, but they didn't need it. Um, no disrespect to anyone who's got a clothing company, you know, because I know there's some really ethical, positive um, mm-hmm. stories behind them. We'll take Gymshark. You know, Gymshark sell sportswear. You know, you don't need sportswear from Gymshark. Um, you want it. And they do a mm-hmm. very good job at selling it to you. So I thought to myself, okay, how can I get people to need what I do? And all good businesses solve a problem. Um, And I I think, Robert, would you agree that all good businesses solve a problem to some degree? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a a mutual benefit between either somebody selling or somebody buying. And really, you know, you're not the – I don't like businesses that are like the used car salesman business. Mm -hmm. Um, I like where, you know, there's a mutual benefit, like, you know, a real estate and a real estate agent and you buying a house or a doctor and my medication Mm -hmm. or stuff like that. Like, so. Exactly that. Exactly that. But what I had to be careful of was, was I creating a problem, aka assuming people had this problem or was I really solving a real problem? So, you know, let's work backwards. How I started was, found what I liked, which was reading. I was good at communicating. Perfect. Okay. What business could I create? Okay. People currently deliver workshops, online courses. We'll come to the the final step, which is what makes you different in the moment. Um, Then I was like, what's the problem I'm solving? Now, it's very easy as entrepreneurs that you sit in this room and you come up with these imaginary problems that you think people have. You know, you don't speak to anyone. You think it's the best idea in the world. Mm -hmm. And then you launch it. You spend years on it and no one wants it. No one needs it. (laughs) Right. So what I created was an MVP, a minimal viable product. Okay. the, The jargon terms. So what I did was, what's the quickest, cheapest way I can test if this works? And that was a Facebook event. Um, okay. I haven't told the story often because it's not very exciting, but I think it's relevant now. Well, tell me more about that. So what I did was I created a Facebook event. I put it out for £9. I thought that was a good number. We had no content. I had been reading Spielman books for a couple of weeks. <laughs> okay. And I literally just created some nice copy by stealing it off other people. Remember, Pablo Picasso said that great artists copy, but good artists steal. So I stole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I went to a house party. Uh, I came back from the house party at about two in the morning and I had a message from PayPal. Some, you know, a transaction had been made. I was like, ah, oh, must have been one of my friends who did it earlier to test if it worked. Because I was asking yeah. people. 
And I came, I was by a name I didn't recognize, and I searched them off on Facebook. We weren't friends. I was like, okay. And it was a real person, and it really went into my account, and it blew my mind for two reasons. One, someone believed in my service who didn't know me, didn't see it, didn't have to have testimonials, but they went and found their card, typed in their 16 digits and the security code, and gave me their money from their account into mine. That blew my mind, number one. Number two, I'm allowed to swear, Robert? Yeah, do whatever you want. Beautiful. I was like, oh, shit. Now I've got to create something. (laughs) (laughs) Because this was it. I didn't want to spend months, years, investing time and money to perfect the perfect model for students when students really didn't give a damn about speed reading and memory training. Mm -hmm. So what happened was I sold it before I created it. Um, And that motivated me more to create uh, and still create um, a really tried and tested product, um, which has now led to us teaching over 10,000 people online and in person from over 147 countries. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I learned just as much from the people on my platform, the people I teach, than they learn from me, you know, because they're constantly seeing things from different perspectives and testing it and then feeding back to me. You know, we've just launched a course, a memory course on how to learn the martial arts faster. Uh, and language learning and recalling wrong numbers and script learning because you build what the market wants. Mm-hmm. You know, you listen to what people want um, and meet their needs. So yeah, that's how I started the business. Wow. That uh, is pretty incredible. Thank you. Thank you. That is wow. That, like, yeah, I'm blown away. That's, that's really cool. I appreciate you sharing with me with that. So you know, like, by teaching people these things and these mm-hmm. skills, I mean, like, what does that do for you? Ooh. So what it does for me, it makes sure that I'm constantly learning. So I never realized, but I think I have ADD to the sense where I get bored too easily. It's the next thing, next thing. Mm-hmm. As a business, um, you know, we have a Trello board, we have a to-do list and, um, you know, merchandise was on there a long time ago. We've now got our merch. You know, the cool. next thing, you know, there's podcasts on there. We'll come to that eventually. Um, a book. We want to actually publish a book, a TV show. There's so much I want to do. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I've ticked it, cool, next thing. You know, we do okay. a little dance and it's next thing. So what it does for me, I teach people how to learn things faster. I have to be a byproduct of that. So what's fantastic is I'm an experiment <laughs> of um, how much can I do? And can I show people like, look, I'm really not different. Okay, I wasn't born with um, a learning difficulty as such. And I, you know, I'm not super, super um, naturally gifted. Uh, maybe physically when it comes to sports. But in terms of mental gymnastics, um, these are just skills that I learn. Um, just like anything we've learned. We've all learned it from someone. Um, what else does it do for me? Um, I feel good. You know, I'm in a very good place now where I don't do things unless they're fun, AKA jumping on with you right now. Yeah. Um, and just giving value, you know, the cool thing is I've been, I would sit in my mum's spare bedroom all day today doing interviews. Um, that's not a bad day, you know? No. And no. of course my, my, my mindset will change as the years go on, you know, will I still enjoy doing this? probably because I love talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
but what it also does for me is it has allowed me to travel the world it still does um and it's made me realize what do i want from life so um yeah that's the beautiful thing of running your own business is no day is the same and you learn a lot that's awesome that's awesome so you know you, you said that you travel a lot like where is your favorite spot to go to if you ever have a vacation that is a facile answer i don't actually know how to say answer in espanol um i'm learning spanish i'm tres semanas in um so three weeks in and barcelona is wow that's one of my favorites yeah. um i had a chance to go out there just for work and I constantly go out there as much as I can now. Um, the city, the culture, the food, the language, um, the people. So, um, yeah, Spain is definitely somewhere I'd love to spend half the year, half the year in the UK. Um, but yes, I'd say Spain. I'm not one for hot weather, but it doesn't hurt. <laughs> I prefer the warm weather. Um, yes. Yeah, it, uh, I I prefer it. Like I live in Montana in the States and okay. the weather changes. Like? It changes like every five minutes. Okay. Just like you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, be it, fine here. <laughs> all right. Uh, like it's snowed. Like It's May right now and it's snowed. It's <laughs> supposed to not be snowing right now, but it did. So, um, you know, and like, in the winters, it's like negative 20. You got like negative 40 this winter. Um, Fahrenheit, right? Fahrenheit? Yeah, Fahrenheit. Yes. I was thinking degrees Celsius. Yeah, like, no. Wow, you no. need to get to UK quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, yes, no. Fahrenheit. Um, not <laughs> Celsius. I, I don't think it would be alive. But, uh, you know, Montana is beautiful. You know, we have maybe a million people in the state itself. So, and especially my, my town, we're like 30,000 people. So we're like a very small community. That's massive. In my, in my village that I live in, there's 200 people. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But then of course the, you know, the UK compared to the US, it, you know, just can't compare on sheer size. Wow. Yeah. 200 people. <laughs> 200 people. Everyone knows everyone. Wow. And okay. we're the biggest village in Norfolk. So yeah, we have like little villages within our counties. Yeah. Be your states. Um, and we're the biggest in Norfolk, which is a pretty big county in the UK. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, like, but then okay. we have cities and towns, you know, so a village isn't the same as a city. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. I just that the like I always thought like I couldn't be successful because I'm from such a small town. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Just like because I always think I'm always like filled with this like the shame that you know because I was a drug addict I can't be successful. I'm in Helen, Montana, which a bunch of PC political white Christian males rule, and like I am a I am a white male. Yeah. So, but it's just like we have no culture here. So, if you're not like if you're Christian, that's cool. Whatever, mm -hmm. like. You know, whatever religion you believe in, that's fine. But just with the the politics and all the politicians, um, especially in my town, we're like fifty years behind or wow. more. So, yeah. like, um, probably we might be a little bit more ahead of you guys. 
<laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, but compared to the rest of the United States, like we are, we're just behind. Yeah. Um, most, a lot of people that I talk to that are like on the East coast, they still think that I ride a horse. Like, <laughs> no, like we, we do that here. <laughs> okay. All right. So <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's just different. Like if you go, if you just drive like three hours into another state, it's just completely different, mm-hmm. which I'm, you know, um, I'm more like, I love going to like Seattle or like bigger like metropolitan areas. I, like it's nice being drive five minutes and you're across town, but um, I just like bigger cities. So that's me. And I, I like the warm weather. I don't like, negative 20 fahrenheit and uh have to brush off my car with snow every morning <laughs> it could and be worse it could be worse and then in the summertime the whole state's on fire so i'm just breathing smoke so okay it uh you're really selling it to me really selling it to me Bob. it's beautiful yeah <laughs> yeah for sure it's you know it's really beautiful um so you know i like i was saying like you know at like a young age i mm-hmm you know, started my drug addiction and alcoholism. And then like, I was always in fear growing up. Mm-hmm. So I just covered that, covered my emotions. And then, like, you know, at 19, I, I started, I got sober. And then at 21, I started a uh, mobile detailing business. And like that, and then I was traveling all over the state, uh, Montana doing that. And then I, you know, I got back into a toxic codependent relationship and, uh, ended up being homeless, like losing my business, losing everything, being homeless in Las Vegas, and just literally being miserable to the point that I almost killed me and my fiance, my fiance at the time, uh, and then ended up in the ICU. Like, yeah. so now, like, what I want thank to do you is for that as well, man. You didn't have to. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no, thank, thank you for listening. Um, you know, and through that, uh, after waking up in the ICU and realizing, like, what the fuck? You know, I got back into my drug addiction and like, what am I going to do different? And maybe my experience can benefit others. And like, you know, I was in a abusive relationship. I know like I was waiting tables and I had a pretty successful detailing business, just starting with a vacuum out of my car, not having a clue of what I was doing, but I'm like, it was cleaning a car. How could, how difficult could it be? be? Exactly. (laughs) Like, but just from bartending, waiting tables to buying a vacuum in my car and then having a company that was statewide and not having a clue what I was doing, but I had ambition. I knew what I like. I got I'm a, I felt like I was an entrepreneur from the get go, right out of the shoot. Uh, I always had those tendencies. I was always selling baseball cards, or shoveling snow, raking leaves, always was trying to make that buck. And whatever you do, whatever your life passion is, I feel like, especially today, maybe it's not the same where you're from, but everyone just tries and puts you in this box. They always, you know, tell you what to do, what to wear, how to talk, how to act. And I was never happy. I've worked so many shitty jobs and like, it's an honest living and that's okay. But I always knew that my purpose was something bigger yeah. And through this process, um, I just want to inspire people to do better things. Like we all have struggles. We all have setbacks just mm-hmm. because, you know, you're 
in that situation of yours, how did you overcome that? You know, like I know one girl who got diagnosed with epilepsy and was having like 17 uh, seizures a day and then graduated the university here with a bachelor's degree. Like she just overcame that. She didn't let it set it back. And then I know people who suffer with anorexia and now are bodybuilders. Mm. Like, like, you know, what do you think your weaknesses are now that are your strengths? Mm. I know. I, I love that. I love that, um, you know, people's personal stories. At times, you know, we feel ashamed to share them um, because there's a great saying that a nation is born stoic but dies epicurean. Um, and if you're not familiar with the two terms, no, I'm not. So I'll, I'll quickly break them down without going too much detail. And you'll see the relevance. Stoics are people who sacrifice instant gratification for long term reward. You know, e.g., saying no to the cookie and having a better body in a month's time, right? Whilst Epicureans are people who are like, yeah, yeah, give me that cookie now. And they don't care so much about long term mm-hmm. results, such as gaining weight, but they want that instant feel good response. Mm-hmm. So the saying is a nation is born stoic. So we, are en- we enter the world being very patient and very hardworking, at least with that mindset. But as we go throughout the world, at least in some places, because of course some places are still. Um, I guess like the Amish, the Amish, I would say are Stoics, you know, Okay. <laughs> they live this um, disconnected to the greater world. Yeah. But they say that a nation then dies um, Epicurean because as we go through life, we get used to having instant gratification. How this comes back to, you know, what you were saying with your friends, with your own story is we are so used to portraying what we want people to see. We all know this. Um, you know, Instagram is a highlight reel of people's lives. Right. Uh, I try and make a very conscious effort. And if you go onto my story today, you will see that today I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> today I had a meeting. For whatever reason, it was at three o'clock. I thought it was four. I checked it multiple times. It said three o'clock everywhere, but in my brain, I thought it was four. Um, and it came to three o'clock and I was getting ready. And I was like, wow, I messed up. So I share that because I want people to see like, look, this is the truth. You know, this is the honest truth. And that's only Mm -hmm. just a small um, weakness. But, you know, I feel that people listening to this, whether you want to start a business, whether you want to inspire others, there is someone else who can relate to you. You know, it doesn't matter if you're from a village of 200 people. You now have one of these. If you're watching, I'm holding up a phone. We're no longer out of our reach out of our phones you are now connected to anyone in the world. And I heard something on a podcast that the iPhone now, or our phones in general, they have more power than I believe, um, who was the president? Um, Kennedy? Yes, JFK, um, that Kennedy had back in the day when he was running as president. You know, so our phones now, we have as much power as when the US presidents had available to him. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, which is crazy. And yet they've still managed to put a man on the moon, (laughs) et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So what I would encourage you is, you know, my personal weaknesses is um, everyone has prejudices, whether it's because you're old, young, overweight, um, of ethnic 
any, even as a white male, you will be discriminated against if you are in a certain environment. You know, so everyone has prejudices against them, positive and negative. So um, some of the weaknesses, you know, quote, quote unquote, um, was I was a judge for a business competition. And oh, really? I, I went to grab um, a coffee on the stand and I, I, I dress quite smart, casual. You know, mm-hmm. I wear long sleeve tops, um, sometimes short sleeve tops. I'm, I'm not really one for dressing up. Okay. Because, of course, once again, that's my brand. You know, it's what's up here and the value I can give you. Then, per se, how I dress. For some people, they love that. For some people, they hate that. Mm-hmm. Not saying, of course, that's the case across the board. And I went to grab a yeah, coffee yeah. at this event. And <laughs> I'll never forget it. The lady, as I went to take a sip, the lady actually grabbed my hand. I was like, oh, sorry, that's for, that's for attendees. <laughs> I was like, um, I'm actually one of the judges. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, and bless her, once again, I don't take it personally. Because you have to understand, okay, from a white woman's perspective, who was of age, you've got this young black male who's dressed quite urbanly with tattoos. You can't see my tattoos um, at the moment. You know, just walking in very confident, which once again can be taken for arrogance. Mm-hmm. You know, so she had every right because our brain wants to be lazy. We want to be able to look at someone and decide, is this person a threat? Am I safe? Do I run away? Do I run towards? Can they benefit me? We still have these survival primal instincts ingrained in our DNA. Mm-hmm. So I had, what I love the most is I enter a room and I can change the narrative of what it is to be a young black male. You know, whether that's stepping on stage in front of other young black people, showing them like, look, speaking well, being able to articulate yourself, it's not uncool. I'm a cool kid, believe it or not. I like to think so. <laughs> you know, I'm what's known as um, a micro-influencer. So I, I'm i deemed as cool. Like, books are cool. Learning's cool. Paying attention yeah. is cool. Speaking like a gangster really isn't. Yep. You know, not treating your family or people around you with respect isn't. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what one of my, I guess, weaknesses used to be was prejudice of what I look like. Mm-hmm. Now I get to change that narrative. And um, yeah, I guess I feel like it's my duty every day to not reinforce certain stereotypes, you know? So, yeah. That's that's cool. I definitely admire about that. Um, so you're 22? That's spot on. Yeah, 22 years of age. 22. And how long have you been doing your business for? Of course. So my business is called Study Fast. I uh, probably mm-hmm. should have mentioned that at the beginning. But I, always I believe you did. I believe you did. And um, I would say I was playing at it for the first three years. And we've just finished our first legal trading year. <laughs> um, so I've been doing it for four years, I would say. Okay. But um, yeah, properly, full-time, living off the business one year, building a team of five other employees that we have now. Um, all supporting my weaknesses you know we talk about weaknesses I think as an entrepreneur you need to know where your strengths are my strengths are not in detail (laughs) you know I make typos I hate planning I'm much of a doer you know okay they were like Jordan you know we've got this opportunity to go talk at this event yeah yeah I'm cool I'm free but Jordan wait we need to find out what it's about who's it in front of yeah yeah but I'll I'll figure out I'll figure out (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, just tell me when I get up on stage, who am I talking to and what's it about? And I'll deliver a talk on that. 
Love I'm very that. much a doer. Um, so I have a great team that pull me back. They have strengths where I don't, whether that's design, photography, editing, um, numbers, especially accounting. So yeah, I'm blessed in that sense. Yeah, I'm not very good with accounting myself. I failed my no. accounting twice uh, when I was going to school for business technologies. <laughs> Credit for you trying, man. You either win or you learn. That's one thing one of my coaches taught me. Yeah, you know, and that you're absolutely right. And like, I don't have to be good at accounting. But one, I can hire. You want to be an accountant? <laughs> yes, and that does not interest me at all. <laughs> I don't. But and that's okay. Like I tried it, and, and that's okay. Like at least I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. I can hire someone to do the admin stuff. That's not a big deal. Mm. There's apps. There's programs. Um, you know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, that might be a different story. But today, um, technology is your friend. Like, um, use correctly, hundred percent. Yes, yes. Uh, also, you know. It helps. Technology helps me so much, but especially since I started this podcast, mm. um, like I don't always have my laptop with me, so I have everything synced to my iPhone. And like sometimes, like I think on average, uh, well, like we touch our phones like 150 times a day. I think I'm like tripling that. No, no, I don't think you're far off. And now, of course, with Apple's uses tracker, you know how much time we spend. It mm -hmm. makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's why I turn just... my notifications off. Yeah, yes. Because, and I did a post about this. So to interrupt, quickly come back. No, no. It's because what I'm doing is more important, and I don't want someone else's priorities to interrupt me. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what notifications are. You're putting, you're saying whatever you're doing at this time is less important than someone else's needs. Mm -hmm. Which, in some cases, it's true. But I check my phone when I want to check my phone, and you find you are. You have a lot more willpower throughout the day because you're not having to resist the buzzing, the no, you know, the notifications. Facebook has spent millions on getting that red color to the level where it causes pain in our brain. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> no. Okay, this way you'll see I'm a super geek. I love reading about everything. So Facebook and like many of these apps have created certain colors, especially for the notifications, where you want to get rid of them. You know, almost like it is a game. You see the red little notification and you feel satisfied when you've got no little red icons, you know, saying one or 10. And what they did, they spent millions, these companies have, to get the right color red that when people see it, you actually experience pain in your brain. And so, of course, just like procrastinating, you want to get rid of that pain. Mm -hmm. And the way you do that is you go onto the app and you see the notification, you do the activity. Oh, wow. And that's, and that's how they keep us engaged. Yeah. So I turn the notifications off because, once again, once you're aware of the science, you can be so much more productive. Yeah. Like, I know, like, a new red, like, gets your, like, your blood pump and your blood pressure going more, but I didn't know that Facebook <laughs> broke it down to a science. Yeah. And, of course, I use Facebook because they're the leading giants, but, you know, Apple themselves, it's their software. But then within the applications... Um, apps like Facebook, um, Google Maps, etc. They will have notifications within the app, and they'll mm -hmm. have certain colors to promote certain responses in the user. Oh wow! Yeah, 
that's a different that's, for another day. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I love learning new stuff, and mm. that's it's pretty cool um, and smart of them, obviously. So, what's your message to the world? Mm. Wow. Okay, you put me on the spot like that. <laughs> My message to the world. Are we saying that, that, like, if I was to die tomorrow, what do I want everyone to know? Yeah. Oh, okay, let's get deep. Um, I would say, and I think I'm, I've become more of an advocate recently, um, is you are so much more than what you think you are. And what I mean by that is embrace your multidimensionality. Try saying that a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> multidimensionality. Okay. What I mean by that, um, on my Instagram, at Jordan Harry, you will see that I kind of list my interests, my key interests, and people are, hmm? that don't make sense. What, why does he do that? And what I try to show people is like, you don't just have to be the husband. You don't just have to be the lawyer, the triple jumper, the footballer, um, the student that can speak Italian. You can do all five of them. Show the world that you can. I think people underestimate how talented we all are. You know, we really are talented, fascinating humans. But unfortunately, our identity is usually tied up into one thing. And that could be, I am a wife. Which, don't get me wrong, fantastic title. Don't let anyone take that away from you. All I'm saying is, you are so much more than just a wife. Yes. You connect to so many more people. And don't think for a second, and this is for those who want to start a business, has a business, especially those with a personal brand, that you are taken away from your personal brand by posting pictures of your car boots on the weekend. And yet during the weekday, you're known as the relationship coach. No, because believe it or not, 10 of your followers on Facebook may just be into car boots. And now you're speaking to them. And maybe I'm trying to hack it. But you know, the fact that I say that I'm learning Spanish speaks to people who are Portuguese, Spanish speakers and Italians, because the language is very similar. Mm -hmm. if Spanish speaking people once again there's so many countries that are Spanish speaking so this ticks boxes for a lot of my new followers and existing followers just for letting alone people who want to learn language I also love martial arts from Brazilian Jiu Jitsu to Karate to boxing so once again I'm ticking many boxes and I won't go on but I would say embrace all your passions share them because you will speak to different audiences so my message to the world is you are so much more than what you think you are. So share it. I love it. Thank you. I love it. That's awesome. Well, muchas gracias. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if there was three things like to in your niche, so to read fast that you could share nice. that you want to share for somebody who wants to get into that, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Uh, number one would get a speed reading coach. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number one would be um, you need to create a reading habit. I haven't actually shared this before, but many people just simply don't enjoy reading. So how can you make it easier? You need to start a tiny habit. And that would start with carrying a book around with you, wherever you go, whether that be Kindle or a physical book. Um, have it on your bedside table and protect your habit because one day that habit will protect you. So set yourself a simple cue routine reward system. When you get into bed, that's the cue. The routine is you read for two minutes. The reason why you read for two minutes, it's so small, you'll do it and you'll do it consistently. 
And number two, mm -hmm. you'll probably read beyond two minutes because you're enjoying it. Then once you've done two minutes of reading, go onto your phone and reward yourself with what you usually would have done. So find a way to build reading into your daily life, um, whether that's during your lunch break, you read a PDF, um, but find some way to fit reading around your lifestyle. The more you read, the faster and more confident you will get with reading. It's as simple as that. Number two is, once again, I have no affiliation, download the Word of the Day application. It's a free app on the App Store, Android and Apple, or iOS, shall I say. And Word of the Day is what it says on the tin. For English speakers um, and non-English speakers who want to learn English, it gives you a new word every day. And it gives you the meaning. Now, I can hear you all asking, Jordan, how's this going to make me a faster reader? Well, it's a simple answer. The bigger your vocabulary, the faster you'll be able to read. To put it simply, I'm learning Spanish. So if I don't understand what the word means, I have to go search it up. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Now, for people who are fluent in English, we don't need to go through the processes of understanding what the word because means. We see the word because, we can move on. The sentence makes sense. But if you hit um, a word like convoluted, and you're like, what the fuck does convoluted mean? Right? <laughs> and convoluted means pretty much I'm being very convoluted right now. I'm over you know, overemphasizing it, going into too much detail, which really isn't needed. You know, why are you being convoluted? Just get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> so by downloading Word of the Day app, it's a great thing because it's going to install a new habit. It will notify you with a new habit, a new habit, a new word every day. And so therefore, when you're reading, you're going to see words that maybe you haven't seen before, but because your vocabulary has increased, you'll be able to jump straight over it instead of pausing and being like, ah, what does that mean? So first one is create a reading habit by creating a tiny habit, reading for two minutes every day. Number two is learn a new word every single day. And number three is get used to taking in information faster. Now, we could sit here and I could give you some speeding techniques, but it takes time. Um, mm -hmm. I have to sit. Also, it's a lot easier to show people, which maybe we can do in a future podcast. But what I mean by taking in information faster is when you're on YouTube, set it to 1.25, the speed. You, if you go to a little cog, it, you can set the speed okay. of the video. I don't know if you knew about that, Robert. Mm -hmm. So what you can do is set it to 1.5, two times. Okay. So what you're getting your brain used to is taking in information faster, even if it is auditory. Okay. It's the exact same. If you want to read faster, start reading faster. You will notice your comprehension will drop, but your brain and your comprehension will catch up to your increased reading speed. So whether that's listening to music, maybe not music, <laughs> watching educational videos or videos on YouTube that you just want to watch, mm -hmm. get used to putting them on faster, getting your brain used to taking in information faster. Even this podcast, put it sometimes too right now. Okay. So good luck with those three. Create a habit, learn a new word each day, and get used to taking in information faster. I love it. Love it. So if people wanted to uh, use um, your skills with your study fast, where do they find you? Well, what's really nice, and I do this on pretty much all the podcasts, is once you finish listening to this, of course, well done for getting this far. Be sure to find me at Jordan Harry on Instagram, two N's and two Y's. And I don't even care if you follow me. 
just send me a message. Let me know that you came from this podcast and I will give you free access to either my speed reading or memory course. Okay. And the simple reason is, you know, I'm not going to make my millions off online course sales. I'll make them off my corporate clients. So it allows me to um, practice and explore new areas online by giving you access to the courses. So um, yeah, please find me on Instagram, send me a message, let me know you came from this podcast um, and we'll have a quick discussion. I'll make sure we get you on the right course as a thank you because uh, it's the least I can do. No, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Right on. Well, Jordan, uh, I know that you're a busy man. So I just want to thank you for your time. More than welcome. Um, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll stay in touch. But again, thank you for your time. I love what you're doing. Uh, your TED Talk is incredible. It means a lot. So keep doing you. Oh, yeah, uh, shit, I should have said. After watching the TED Talk, <laughs> I, <wanted to> <laughs> out. Um, I gave a TED Talk last year um, about how to read a book a day. And it's hit over 1 million views. So, um, yeah. yeah, life is a full cycle. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's way cool. I love it. Well, again, thank you for your time. I hope that you have a wonderful Thursday and your weekend. If you have a weekend. Yeah, um, I do. I make sure I switch off on the weekend. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Cool. Right on. Well, thank you again, Jordan. I appreciate it. This is awesome. Uh, and enjoy the rest of your day. Hasta luego. Thanks. Bye. Thinking about all the days you could have Picking up sticks that turn them to long way If you don't always get your way Don't fret there's another day Guide yourself to this space of maze I've never seen someone like you And I've never seen the sky so blue If you know what we're talking about Get up on the mountain and shout
Otherwise you always think it's shot in the dark And if your presence decides to stay We're both gonna party on All day Saturday